This is as groovy as it gets. Oprah, can you hear me? Oprah vs. Donald 2020 is a conversation by Julie Benetti and Susan Barbaro and a production of EI Alliance. Copyright 2020. America is courtesy of New Threads off their album, Thelonious Roma. Julie and Susan here, and guess our, where I was the other day, Susan? Where were you? <laughs> the library. I was picking up some resources, and I had reserved some resources. I know, too much detail. But mm-hmm. I found myself in there. I was just going to run in, mm-hmm. and I felt like, hmm, there's something else here for me. So I started looking around. Of course, I couldn't remember anything that I would possibly be looking for. And I found this book by Brian Grazer. Mm-hmm. And face to face. Face to face. And I thought, huh, that name sounds familiar. I don't know why. And then I realized when I opened it up that he's the business partner of Ron Howard. Mm-hmm. They make all those films and stuff. I think they did Splash. Opie. Was it? Poopy. Poopy. <laughs> yeah, we're a long way from Mayberry Opie. RFD. <laughs> Do you know where I grew up? They used to call my, that little section of town where I was Mayberry RFD. Really? Why? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. There you go. There you go. Well, it was all a bunch of Italians, so that's still... I think it was just. I think it was just kind of like towny. Like Did you have an no, no, I didn't have an No, I was Susan B. That's as close as we got. Anyway, I, I, come to find out, I guess he's written another book that's a New York Times bestseller I haven't read, but this book is about making connections and talking uh-huh. to people in, in pretty much energy. And I thought, oh, this is pretty interesting. I bet you so, he doesn't call it energy. Uh, kind of, sort of. I think he, he calls them some kind of curiosity connections or something. And he meets with people, which is cool. And who knows? Someday we could be meeting with him. He just has conversations. Like, we have conversations right. in our podcast. Sure. And share them with everybody. Mm-hmm. So... Of course, I open up the book, and there it is, chapter two, the first <laughs> words, Oprah Winfrey. Oh, she got it. <laughs> she got it, folks. She won. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so, I guess I needed to know this. He shares that she is one of the most gifted communicators in the world, He's ch- and he is sharing personal Attributes sure. from meeting her, mm-hmm. and so you know, I'm not right. quoting. I'm just kind of streaming here some of the things he says. She has empathetic eyes, perceptible warmth, can disarm even the most closed-off interviewees who inevitably open up and share their innermost feelings and life stories with her. And he said that um, when he first met her, he I think he was a little bit nervous or whatever. And I'm completely synopsizing this, so you know, yeah. bear with me. And he said he found himself, like, pouring his heart out to her, and she listened to him and and helped clarify his thoughts and feelings. And I thought, oh, we do that a lot with people. (laughs) And she would say things like, and I'm quoting from his book, so in other words, it sounds as though you must believe this based on how you were feeling about that. And he said that she really helped him understand, and connecting with her was an incredibly powerful experience. And I think he was invited to her Super Soul Sunday to do an interview, and he said he was nervous about it, and he had all this anxiety, and yet he talks a little bit in his book about being present. We talk Mm -hmm. about that all the time, and he talks about, you know, looking in someone's eye and having a meaningful conversation, 
And he said that he was he was nervous, but the minute he just kind of looked in her eyes and he was present, it was, you know, this warmth that came through. And so he does script, and I'm, you're kind of frowning because I'm undog-earing a page. I know, I did. she's been dog-earing and it <laughs> and kills I mean, me. I hate he, to see but, that. But I always think... It's so cool. You get your book, and it's been dog-eared. You know, oh, somebody read that. it, and they somebody I'll is like, oh. use like little pieces of paper. I do that I too. I can't stand dog-earing. So. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> well, pluses and minuses with that. But in her 2013 commencement speech at Harvard University, she explained her observations about human beings this way, and I thought this was really fascinating. And thank you, Brian Grazer, for putting this huge quote in here. Oprah says, I have done over 35,000 interviews in my career, and as soon as that camera shuts off, everyone always turns to me and inevitably, in their own way, asks this question. Was that okay? Didn't we just, we just read that. We just did that. We just talked about that. I, I looked it up in the, she said 30,000. That's why I just, we just, okay, keep going. We just talked about this. Am I imagining this? No, but there's something okay. else. Okay, all right. I'm like, wait a minute. They interrupted the <laughs> Sorry, energy of the Sorry, go, 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 go. So she said, everyone always turns to me and inevitably in their own way asks, was that okay? She says, I heard it from President Bush. I heard it from President Obama. And a guy I, in prison. I've heard it from <laughs> heroes and from housewives. I've heard it from victims and perpetrators of crimes. I even heard it from Beyonce and all her Beyonce-ness. They all want to know one thing. Was that okay? And he goes into a little bit about how deep down all of us have doubts and insecurities. Mm -hmm. And he states that looking in people's eyes helps him to gauge more of a connection with people and a more of a trust and more of an openness. And he says that a big part of the reason people open up when face-to-face -face with Oprah is because they can see sincere interest and concern in the way she looks at them. Oprah is unreservedly herself, and she makes others want to be the same in her presence. And he talks a little bit about having admiration for her honesty and authenticity. It's Julie here, and we have to do this interruption really quick because we only have a couple of seconds because we're interrupting some good content, wouldn't you say? I'd say. And what are we interrupting for? That was too long of a gasp. We're interrupting to say we have ebooks, books, and podcasts galore. It's a big reveal, folks. Susan does have a deck of tarot cards. Danny, oh. you have one. And I have one, too. And when you utilize tarot cards, you get yourself into the energy. And our writing is in that vibe as well. And, of course, our podcast. And we do not read tarot cards like everyone else does. We look at them and we do something completely different. And that is what we think everybody can do. And that's where all of our stuff stems from, is doing the work yourself. And getting to that space where you can can do it and there's podcasts that we have that are free there's a lot of ebooks that are almost free people are looking for this there's fiction and there's non-fiction we got it all and the reason why i wanted to share that is because this is a specific confirmation of a lot of the energies we've kind of hypothesized about 
about with her. Yeah, with her. And we did have that conversation about the interview mm. and, and be yourself and all that kind of thing. And I think it was interesting from the standpoint that he that he looks at, you know, he focuses on her saying, was that okay? And brings up the self-doubt. And we've talked in other podcasts about, you know, doubt, about mm-hmm. what possibilities could be occurring. And so where I'm kind of transitioning on this is to have that awareness, you know, of others consistently saying that in front of you. We, t- we talk about things occur when you, when you go out, when I say when you, you know, leave the house or right. you make connections or you, and oftentimes... Well, we were what, talking about that earlier and I was giving you examples and, right. in, and you brought up self-doubt. Right, and oftentimes when you kind of go out there, you know, what is approached or brought to you is something that you're kind of projecting. It's almost like a mirror. And this wasn't exactly where I was going. I didn't mm. have a plan, but I think that's interesting that at this point in time, and this is in 2013, that the book, this book came out. No, that she's ta- that was part of her oh, commencement speech oh, at, at Harvard, gotcha. mm-hmm. and this was her observation about human beings. And I, I would wonder if that's still where her observation is. Mm. And and that's not my full question because then I start my mind wanders and I start to think, wow, you've sat with gurus, you've sat with leaders of of countries, right. you've sat with you know stars, you've sat with regular everyday heroes and ordinary people. I would wonder. So there's two things that I hear when you say that. So the first thing is that I don't care who you are. What you do, I think we all have our own self-doubt. I don't think that ever goes away at any given point in time for anyone. I think certain ones that you you attack and you go after ferociously and you, you know, face that fear. Right. Um, And then, of course, new ones come in. I don't think there's ever, you know, a final point where you faced every fear. And I'm using doubt and fear interchangeably. Right. So I think, first of all, I don't think anyone gets out of the whole self-doubt um, <laughs> quandary because I think it just, that's part of life. That's when, mm-hmm. you know, something comes, can I do that? Do I really believe I can do that? I'm going to try. Or we say, I'm not going to try, or we call it a calculated risk or a foolish, whatever. I think that is always out there for every single one of us. At, at any given point in time, I think some we can stifle ourselves, or we can move with it. But I don't think you ever conquer one thousand percent self doubt. I think it changes, and I think the def- your own definition of it might change. And the second thing that I think is important is that you skimmed kind of over is that you said what you project is what comes at you, and we've had this conversation. Mm. That if something keeps coming at you, you, sometimes you get upset. Like, why do I have to keep dealing with this? It's mm. because you're, and this gets very, you know, into the energy and a little bit, you know, metaphysical. That what you're putting out there is coming at you because, of course, you're creating it. Right. And people can sit and argue about this because this is, of all our podcasts, the least in-depth with the energy. We kind of keep it a little bit more 
lighter. We go into it, but not so much into the individual aspect of it because, well, that hits pain. And so mm -hmm. we, we've avoided a lot of that. But what you're saying is what you're putting out there is coming at you because you're looking to work on something. And so you keep bringing it to you one way or another. And I, I'll just be a little personal that I was telling you that I work, you know, I work uh, at a horse rescue farm and I had a really good day and I told you about a situation and, and I really had a great day with the horses and then there's people involved and I said to you, it's quite possible that the next time I go, it's going to change, not because of the horses, but the response of the people because they're dealing with issues and so of course they're going to project something at me that I will quote have to deal with. but then I can ask myself, am I going to create that for myself or am I going to just, am I not going to create it for myself? And the Ooh. deciding factor would be, Ooh. what is it that I want to, what I want to, to what, what is it that I want to move forward in my life with? So if she said that. Uh, actually, that's interesting what you just said, because if, if they project something to you, they're projecting something that needs to come back to them. Right. And in actuality, there's nothing for you to do. I didn't and say so there when, was a do. I said I wouldn't be surprised if that were to come said, at me. But that's but you not, said there would be something you'd have to deal with. And so, right again, that that becomes where it's layered. Where if and I think this is what I'm talking about in this point because I didn't prepare it. I just no. knew there was something, and in I here. haven't read it. So hey, and, I was and, cutting you off, saying we that were. was the that was <gasps> the point. And when you cut me off, like, right when you said, "Well, wait," didn't we just talk about this? And I and I immediately, I immediately was like pushed into this other angle of it, which is actually more fascinating. Because what you just said, if you know, a lot of people have a lot of issues and they carry them with them, and it's kind of like you know they're they're wearing their wearing, but they're also selling their issues to you. And a lot of us, you know, pick them up and try to fix them, and you know, try try to help people and try to, and often kind of get lost in that you know right. hole. And well, then it becomes a fix, and right, then you become a, a fixer fix, right. and a healer, right? And then you think you story. say, "Oh, why is this happening to me?" And then you become a victim, and then you become, and it's a or whole you domino effect. The guru that now exactly. I can heal the world, exactly. And yet that's right, but we heal none of those, are, but so, exactly. neither of those are true, right? Exactly. And so you know, I wasn't picking on you, but it was funny because hey, your I was story, putting myself out there well, to your be story, upon. No, your story <laughs> was beautiful before because I said to you, "Wow, I just listened you." you said you went up there and your mindset and your your energy was just being present and being with the horses and doing whatever and you didn't care and, and I say this lightly mm. about the other people you were just one with the horses and you were present and there was a communication going on and then afterwards people said wow to you and it, it, it is funny because you sometimes you do something and you're like geez nobody said hey you, you know and people do that all the time that's not just a you you're thing right. I'm just right. kind of I using put myself, that as an example I put myself and you said geez nobody kind of patted me on the back nobody said that was great nobody said because you were looking for it but instead you went up and you just experience the oneness with the horse and then afterwards people gave you, you something know you weren't even looking for and you know why because, and so thank you, because in the early stages, I was looking for it 
because it was so new to me that am I doing the right thing? Am I doing this right? Is really what mm -hmm. I was looking for. Hey, am I doing this right? Mm -hmm. No one said anything. And so I had self-doubt. And that's, again, I'm going into the fear. I could have just not gone up. So many times I said, I'm not going back up there. Cause, mm -hmm. But then I'm like, no, get, get on your horse and get back <laughs> up there. And so I went up there. And, and it got to a point where I had, I had to figure things out for myself. And slowly, things really worked out in a different way. And then it was like, well, I don't need any pat on the back and I was never really looking for the pat on the back as much as I was looking for hey you did that good like mm -hmm. oh okay good did I did am I screwing this up or so maybe maybe so, so maybe you should have just said it to yourself and so we're so because we don't say enough kind inspiring empowering things to ourselves why not well and if we don't, well, because it goes right like, back to no, because it goes right back to what we said. We started mm. off because we're in. There's always some self doubt, and why would there be some self doubt? And there's self doubt because we're always pushing ourselves for something new. So let me just be. I mean, we've been honest. I'm going to be honest. This thing with the horses. One year ago, it's been just over a year. I went up to this horse because I wanted to be around horses, and I had zero experience. I literally walked in and I said, I know they eat, you gotta clean up after them, and they need fresh water. After that, I got nothing. And so, I put myself in a situation where self-doubt was rampant, and I, I, I was like, so I was always kind of looking for, okay, can you tell me how do you do this? How do you do that? What do you look for? What do you see in the horse? What? And I never really got, I mean, I, they, they were helpful. I don't, um, they were very good. They told me what they could, but what I think I was looking for, I wasn't getting the answers. Not that anyone was keeping anything. And if I asked a question, they were more than willing to say whatever, but I think I was looking for something more. And I think when we do that, self-doubt is always there because you're learning oh. something new you're stepping in a new situation and yeah. so we tend to I mean that that's what we talk about even when we talk about hypnosis when when you're in that space of oh gosh everything's new or you you look kind of for quote the expert so again you're, you're in your words you were talking about looking outside of yourself and that is the right. definition of self-doubt. Right. And when you look outside of yourself, and, it, and it's intriguing in this passage from this book for, for Oprah to say, you know, these people who right. are supposedly, you would think, oh, my God, they have sure. everything. They know how to live. They know this. Right. And they're turning around and saying, was that okay? And if we train ourselves to trust ourselves more, and if we train ourselves, I mean, really, you could say, it's funny because when you said to me, you know, the horse eats, you have to clean up and they need fresh water. And I was like, wow, those are the three most important things. I mean, if you know that, and it may see, seem <laughs> simple and ridiculous, but if you know that, you know everything. And then the rest of it, you're just allowing the horse to be a horse. And then when you go up there and there's the rules and this one does that and this that's all judgment and comparison and subjectiveness right. and it's no not taking the horse as a horse and you could say this about you know going into a job go sure. you know meeting people on the street I mean, we don't know. We see someone with a funny hat and go, oh, gosh, you know, or we see somebody 
you know, wearing some strange shoes and we go, "Uh uh-oh, go to the other side of the street. I mean, that's, where does that come from? Where does that preconceived notion come from? And when we internalize it and we have that comparative issue with ourselves, you know, there there lies the self-doubt. So, Julie, we wrote 10 plays of the Enter Scripts. Yes. Do they seem believable to you? Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? They're a hoot. I relive them most of the time. (laughs) But they're not traditional magic scripts. No, they're not. It's real magic based in energy. It's cool stuff. And everybody can do it. That's right. Everybody can. If you are having fun listening to us, if you're doing the work with us, at times I'm sure your head's spinning. Sometimes it's nice to have a little break. But if this is something that you're really interested in, you can email us at energeticinvocations at gmail.com. If you want us to do a book reading, to come out and do a talk, it would be both me and Julie, and we're in the Boston area. Unless you want to pay expenses, energeticinvocations at gmail.com. If it's something that you'd want to do, feel free to email us. We're here. Hey, it's Julie, and you've heard Susan and I say that the principles of the Kabbalion are everywhere. Well, they are. So how do you stay aware? How do you recognize them at work? And how do you understand them better? You can read and listen until you are blue. But when you test yourself, now that's when you start using what you know and start understanding the Kabbalion differently. Sure, you can make your own test questions, but why bother when Susan and I did the work for you? There are 75 questions, and you can explore the truth alone or with friends. Find Think You Know the Kabbalion right now on Amazon. Download it today and start actively using the Kabbalion to enrich your life. And if we're not accessing, you know, really going into the powerful space of who we are, I mean, then what are we doing? And I would ask in this passage that that, right. that is um, exemplified in this book, it, it's funny because even to choose that passage to kind of describe Oprah, and she said it in her speech. Exactly. And, you know, I, I think in so many yeah. different realms, like, well, what are you saying when you say that? Right. Are, are you asking them now? I mean, now I'm going into layers. Right. Start peeling the onion. Are you asking them, is this speech okay for you? Was that okay? Did right. you get what you needed from it? You know, we're all responsible. I mean, I'm the toughest on myself. Mm-hmm. We're all responsible for whatever it is we do, whatever it is we don't do, whatever it Whatever's is we, we believe, say. whatever it is we don't believe, whatever it is we say. And especially to ourselves, whatever it is we say. And whatever it is we don't say. Exactly. That's important. And especially to ourselves. And when you think about that little, like, you know, computer command that goes on and on in your head, whatever it tells you, you know, again, we say this in our energetic invocations book you know we right. usually say this phrase i'm surprised i'm going in here you're not good enough you're not you know happy now you're not strong enough you don't have enough whatever we're, we're all just enough as we are and and that's you know sure julie that's easy for me to just plop out and say that yet i do work to go inside rather than go outside and that's and a find hard it. thing to do mm-hmm That's a very difficult thing to do. It can be done like anything else. But I don't think that's our go-to in in all honesty. And I put myself out there. I'm not, I'm not, you know, not to make this podcast about me because I, but I, I know I can give an example that I'm comfortable with putting out there to say, look at what I've done and where I am. And, you know, and the horses was a great example because I go up there and I'm kind of quiet. 
I mean, I what I work with with the horses, I, I, I my talking is very different, and it's like everyone's like you use your voice and <laughs> how you project and everything, and. I'm like, if that works, that's great. It doesn't work for me. Mm. It, I have to go in a different space. And, I, and I've been, if I listen to what everybody else says, I struggle. And I, then it's like, you, you didn't do it. And I'm like, oh, all right, whatever. And the minute it's like, you're on your own, it's me and the horse. I, I really, not that, you know, I don't want to make it sound like, oh, miracles are occurring. But I get a better response. Mm. And when I, when I put this out there, I think it's a situation that, most people, this is what I've heard when I talk to other people other than you, is most people don't have these kind of conversations. It's always, you know, who's doing what, and did you get a job, and, you know, what about this? Are you going to the party? What are you wearing? What do you think I should bring? And blah, also, blah, blah. wait a minute. And also, we have a week. Right, and also add in, he, was, he wasn't nice to me. She wasn't fair. So we don't discuss I mean, we we do sometimes. We have, and it's not about uh, what you just said. It's mm-hmm. I'll talk about like what happened at the horses and my observation, and and we can talk about people. I mean, I could talk about all kinds of people, but that doesn't do anything for me. It gets gets me caught up in the entanglement out there. But what mm-hmm. I was saying is that what I hear from a lot of people is most people don't have the opportunity to have this conversation, to explore that perspective. And I think because we talk a lot about the purpose of our podcasts, we have these conversations. When we have these conversations with other people, their perspective changes. And that feeling of, wait a minute, there's something within them. And that's why these conversations are important to have. Mm. And, and I think that we have them. We put them out there. Me talking about myself who cares about Susan, really? I mean, if you know me, you know me. And you know the good and the bad, the ugly, the great, the whatever. If you don't know me, you don't know me. But why? But if I can put that out there and you sit there and listen to it and you're like, oh, why wouldn't you take it and use it for yourself? And that's the point of why we do this. Right. And it's really important how you listen to something. I mean, I could sit here and, and you're talking about something and somebody said this and something. Right. And, and you know I won't have a conversation about that. I, I don't want to have a car. So we don't even start there. So no. we, and when you're saying something and I'm listening differently and I'm listening, oh, okay, so you were going up and doing this. Oh, okay, that's really cool. That Oh, occurred. so wait a second. She's just like really watering this down. You have a conversation with her and she'll throw something in and she's, you know, rolling her eyes because she'll come out and say, this is what I hear. And she'll say it. And I always say, you hear things differently. And that's because she, as she told me when I first met her, she's sort of in another realm as she goes. <laughs> she's not always right here. She goes in another realm and she hears things differently. And, of course, I, I'm going to use the word I exploit that a little bit. <laughs> because I'm like, there's a, there's a magnificence to that. And, of course, I bring myself into it because I have a lot of things I've worked on. So I, I'm, I'm open to exploiting myself. Well, it, you know, there are times when, uh, you know, we're all humans being, right? <laughs> and we're all humans being, and you kind of, you know, you get pooped or you get whatever, and you're like, you, you're not on that day, and, you know, you're, and something hits you one way or another, and you really have to do the work and do the effort to kind of pivot yourself into some other angle of it so you don't kind of fall down that hole of, oh, I'm going to sit on the couch with a bag of chips, you know, type thing. 
and and watch something that I've seen a thousand times already. And you know the the aspect of trying to maintain control of everything often gets in the way and and it's funny when you some of the most beautiful exchanges you share with me about going and working with the horses are when you completely just are present i mean from the description that you know i paint a picture i see everything visually when you're talking and i and i just see wow you just went up there you were ready to be with the horses you're letting the horses be horses and you're talking to them. You're not trying to control. Like if somebody was t- if somebody was telling you, all right, now you got to sit, sit a different way in that chair. So, I mean, we all went through mm-hmm. the public school right. system or whatever school system, and not that that's the only culprit, but we've all had you know people tell us certain things we have to do and everything. And who likes that? And you know, one of the coolest things I heard the other day, and I never heard it put in this way. Of course, it makes perfect sense is that, you know, the ego is not aware of the inner world. It's a control freak. And that makes perfect sense. I mean, it's kind of like your your PR person outside in the outside world. And we talk about the, we have great We're passages. We're not going to talk about the no, ego no, right no. now. That's another because whole. Because we've, we've talked about it in yes. our Energetic Invocations yes. book, and it's there, and you can find it, great passages about it, really different energy and... and different and, thoughts. Yes, different thoughts. And... I thought, wow, that that's really beautiful because if you let the minute you let go of the outcome, which is really getting into the present moment, because you're just there, you're not focusing on it has to occur like this. And and I I will share, you know, when I'm working on something and I'm writing on something. Yesterday, I was like all over the place, and anything I would, you know, I made some soup or something for lunch and and sat down and flipped on the TV to see what was on and immediately that went into one of the stories that I have like on deck and something else went into some aspect of something and it wasn't even what the show was about or whatever was occurring and the funny part about that is I just completely let go of control of the outcome with with and I'm like wow this is really cool here's a story that's developing all on its own in the energy and when it's time, I'll just sit down and I'll translate it. So I think what I, I, I'm hearing and where I'm going with this is we started off talking about Oprah. And this is about a podcast about Oprah and Trump and running for president. And one would ask that I don't think, you know, I, and I started off saying that we all have doubts. And, and I'm using the word loosely, fears challenges maybe the best word is challenges because we challenge ourselves and of course you know it's not fear or it could be fear or could whatever the challenge is but makes you like okay how do i get myself prepared and mm. move in it and so so that i think is never going to change for us unless you stop challenging yourself and at that point why even bother with anything but for Oprah, maybe she listens to the podcast. Maybe she listens to what we say, and she and she looks back in that passage as to when she made that speech about people and about self doubt, and that each one, and maybe they were each one of them saying something to her that she doesn't need to have that self doubt mm-hmm. for what I don't know. And I'm projecting and I'm throwing things out there and ideas. Maybe it's a situation where you know what I can let that go. I mean, mm. because this is the second time we've we've mentioned that, and um, maybe it's time for her to let that go and move in a different space. And it's quite possible, especially like you said, just move in the space and allow the outcome. And what if we all did that ourselves? I mean, because ultimately, you know, life is imperfectly 
perfect in a way and I mean if we all just go inside and become the best version of ourselves and let go of the controlling of the outcome I mean it's it's pretty magnificent to think what could occur Thank you for listening to this production from EI Alliance. Check out our Amazon authors pages for books and podcasts along with our Donald Trump and Oprah books for this series. Find great music by New Threads on iTunes, Spotify, and on newthreads.us.